When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn, the Hump Day edition of Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. Uh, we'll get into the latest. LeBron James breaks the all time scoring record. We'll talk about it and break it down, talk about what it means for the King's legacy. Also, Kyrie Irving speaking out for the first time since the trade to the Dallas Mavs. There's a lifetime Longhorn in the dunk competition. Speaking of uh, lifetime Longhorns, we'll dive into a lot of discussion behind the burnt orange curtain about a lifetime Longhorn who's switching positions. Also, we'll get into the combine invites. A couple of lifetime Longhorns, more than a couple, a few lifetime Longhorns did get the invite to the NFL combine. We'll discuss it. The mock season is upon us. So we'll talk about where Bijan Robinson has been mocked in all the latest mocks. Uh, Bill Connolly has a returning production stat about college football for the upcoming season. We'll dive into that pro football focus, showing Texas some love. So we'll go deep, deep, deep behind the burnt orange curtain. Also, NFL news notes and nuggets and yes your Super Bowl preview all that more before we do let's introduce you to the rest of the crew he was a second round pick for the Montreal Expos but a first round pick for the Austin Radio Network he originally committed to the University of Texas but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream and the cheese pivot ain't easy but for this man it's a breeze he is Mike Hardball Hart what's going on brother how you doing the Kang is here the <laughs> Kang is here all time leading the score it's something to talk about and I can't wait to get into it because you know, there were some people that was on the uh, Specs text line last night not thinking he was going to be able to do it. Parker, 
Parker, you wanted that bet, baby. You Uh-oh. wanted that bet Uh-oh. from me. Straight I ain't going to call you out too much, but it is <laughs> what it is. Let me talk about my man that sits across from me. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and college Hall of Famer Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner that he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. He is my man. Rod Babel. I appreciate the intro. It gets better and better every time. Well, at least it feels better and better every time. There it is. Uh, as always, anytime, introducing the real MVP. He's, uh, man, he's uh, the idealionaire on the show. He's one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. Also, the owner of Lou, the unofficial mascot of Ball Don't Lie, who is representing today. So mm-hmm. that mojo is gonna, it's always going to be good for us on the show. Patrick Davis. How you doing, Patrick? Doing good, doing good. All right, guys, uh, we're going to dive into it. Oh, by the way, let me not forget the most important people on the show. That's you listening. That's right. 512-337-3776. That's the way you reach us on the Specs text line. Uh, you also can reach out via the Twitterverse. Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. We'll also, like I said, we'll, we'll get to the Super Bowl preview and breakdown kind of all throughout the show. But hitting the uh, NFL news notes and nuggets, we'll do that next segment because some of those have kind of come out of nowhere. Um, so there's always some NFL stories that are breaking, and we'll do that and we'll go behind the burnt orange curtain, talk some uh, Texas football, a lot of Texas football news today, uh, randomly. We'll get into that at the top of the four, top of the six o'clock. Alright, gentlemen. Um, LeBron James, you said it would happen. Mm-hmm. Alright, you said he would break the record uh, against the Oklahoma City tonight. I mean, sorry, last night. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, he ended up uh, breaking the record on a kind of step back fadeaway, Jay, so yep, I'll give yep. a shot Shout out to Black Stradamus there because I said that's exactly how it would happen, yep, yep, yep. Uh, and that's exactly the way it went down. And of course, they had a you know a celebration. Um, they really did kind of uh, celebrate that moment. Some people disagreed with the way they did it, but I thought it was fitting. Um, probably nah, went on a little too long, but that's all right. You got to stop and recognize that moment for LeBron James. Uh, I was a little surprised he dropped the f bomb. Can I mean? <laughs> I mean, he was overwhelmed, man. It was a moment. He didn't. I mean, he but wasn't he, thinking he knew he about was going to break the record. He didn't have something ready to go. Well, you saw the emotion that he had. You, you know, he 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 was just caught up in the moment. I, I was I, shocked too. We were sitting there, and I was like, "Oh, what? I mean, what? You knew you were going to yep. break the record. You had you know, you going to have something ready to go. I mean, something nice to you say. Know something as well very as I eloquent. Do sometimes I know you get overwhelmed. But yes, the, yes. Is the f bomb the way to go? I mean, that's what he said. All right. I guess that's part of his every day. You know what I'm saying? No, Sometimes I'm you get hey, caught up he with it. He's a grown man. He can yeah. do what he wants to do. I'm just saying, I, just for considering he knows he's the face of the league, I thought he would have something really cool ready to say, and he didn't. He no, just, I'm, I'm with you. I guess that is cool maybe to the young people. I don't know. They're like, oh, man, you hear him? Oh, yeah. look at LeBron. Look I, at LeBron. Maybe it was the point he wanted to go viral with it or something like that, and I guess I don't, I don't exactly think he meant did. to say it. Yeah. Then, yeah. I think you're in the middle of a game where <laughs> you're saying that word a lot in the middle of the game. It's very true. And then you walk over to the court side, and then you're like, oh, we're doing a speech now? I didn't, y'all didn't tell me we're doing a whole speech right now. I was going to come out and say thank you, and I did it. And then you're all like, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Keep, okay. keep going. Keep yeah. going. And then he was like, yeah. I'm just trying to end it. Like, there's still 10.9 in this quarter. That's true. That's a yep. failure on the yeah, – right. They didn't do that. That's the public media relations yeah. people, whatever. They should have done it. Anyway, I don't want to focus on that. I don't want to be too much of an old man. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I was a little surprised by it. But either way, um, it, was, it was a great moment for LeBron James and for the NBA overall and what it meant for his legacy. And I don't think people – 
you know, just kind of realize how I don't know, really how longstanding this record could end up being. You're talking about a day and age where, and we've had some texters mention this, or at least the last time we talked about LeBron, which was yesterday, I think. Yep. Um, <clears throat> maybe we got into it a little bit, but I, 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 the one-and-done era, we, we know that has affected it because LeBron James came right out of high school. Hell, LeBron James entered the NBA the same year I was drafted. He was drafted. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'm an old man. LeBron James doesn't seem that way, but he didn't have to go to high school. I went through four years of college. So that matters because guys these days have to at least go one year removed from high school. Um, you have to have – talk about the load management is a big issue mm-hmm. these days. Guys just don't play a ton of games. I'm sure LeBron James is also later in his career dealt with load management. It's a kind of a new new phenomenon pretty much in the modern era of basketball. But that's another reason why it's going to be really hard for players to end up you know, uh, catching LeBron James with his all-time scoring record. Even Steph Curry recently said – and he was blaming the organization. He was saying, I want to play, but I am instructed by the Golden State Warriors training staff and the coaching staff. Nope. We have certain, you know, analytical, uh, you know, observations or analytical projections that say if you play this many minutes in a row or this many games in a row, that it'll lead to you the injury rate spiking or increasing, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, so even he brought that up most recently, too. And so load management is a big deal. And the slow start in a most careers have a weak finish. And they have a slow start because you learn your your you know your skill set in the NBA. You adapt. You get better and better. You learn as a player. So your basketball IQ increases and your body, because uh, mm-hmm. guys come to the NBA so young, um, they get their kind of the NBA grown man body, if you will, and they just become better players after three, four years usually. And there is a gradual kind of steady as- as- ascent to being a great player. LeBron James just, I mean, as soon as he came into the NBA. He, he was gangbusters. He was one of the best players in the NBA, was immediately scoring 20-plus points, and he's, he's averaging right now damn near 30 points, and he's 38 years old. So he's going to have a stronger finish than any other player would have, and his start is probably greater than most all-time great players start to their NBA careers in the modern day. So it's, it's, it's very likely that you know the person who's going to break this record, if it's ever broken, Ain't born yet, and maybe they, it never happens. Draft 29, man. The year 29, that draft pick that the you Brooklyn so? Nets is going to get. No, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying <laughs> in general. The funny thing about it is, too, uh, LeBron has done this, and he's done it in fewer games than what um, uh, Kareem. Kareem did it in. He's going to end up playing a lot longer because that's what he's told us. Kareem played until he was 40, I think, two, I think it was. I believe you're correct. I, 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 I think LeBron is in that realm. I think he can go and do that as much as, as possible. But here's the other thing, and we kind of touched on this yesterday. When you look at who LeBron is and you listen to the criticism that he gets on the basketball court, I'm not going to talk about anything off the basketball court, so if that's what you want to talk about, people, <laughs> have your time because I'm not even dealing with that. <laughs> the biggest thing for me with LeBron is LeBron's criticism has always been He won't take these shots. He's been a pass-first guy. I think we talked about this yesterday. He's in the top five in every major category in the NBA. He just passed Steve Nash and Mark Jackson 
for the assist, fourth in the assist. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy for his entire career is like, oh, man, he won't take the shot. He's not a big game player. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. He's a pass first guy. He's not a me guy. And all you keep looking at is him putting up number after number after number after number. And it's like, why is it so hard for people to understand that this dude ranks himself with the best of the best until whoever you want to put in the category, he has to be mentioned in it, basketball-wise, basketball-wise. Yeah. That's the funny part about it is, golly, what what is it that you don't see that he's not good at? He's great at everything. He's a basketball hooper. That's all he's cared about. And let's take it even further. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16 years old as the chosen one, and he has lived up to it. How many times do we look at people and we say, man, they've, they've never even touched that. Why would they put that on him? Why would he, Why does he have that tattoo? Why does he this? He lived up to every part of the expectation that was bestowed upon him. That's hard to do. That is very hard to do. Yeah. And I'll even say it, there's another player that has done it as well, and that's Bryce Harper in the baseball realm. People do not like Bryce Harper. Because he's a kid that went a different direction. He left high school early because people weren't pitching to him. He decided, I'm going to get my GED, graduate early, and go play uh, junior college baseball where he was the best junior college player out there, and he was still supposed to be in high school. But he lived up to the expectation. He's a World Series champion. He's an MVP. He's done everything in the game because he's lived up to it, and people still don't like Bryce Harper either. So yeah. it's just it's so funny I, to me. I, I don't. Uh, yeah, and I said this yesterday. I and I don't want to get deep into it because I know we want to get into the actual uh, yeah. performance by LeBron and LeBron's legacy. By the way, I hit my parlay on that too. Shout out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, damn right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, straight cash, homie. <laughs> but uh, I said this yesterday about LeBron. LeBron, you have to remember, he's one of the first superstars in the social media age that was kind of born in mm-hmm. the social media age, and has his entire career has had to be in that social media realm and people say well yeah it's not just him on social media it's uh, it's us can it's us having these debates and right. this dialogue about lebron and about stars on social media so that actually influences other people's opinion back when michael jordan was doing his thing and at his prime if you you, you other than going to the bar and talk about it or the barbershop yeah that's when you shared ideas and you right, and you had you know dialogue and discourse about the, the all time greats. That, that wasn't something you did every day on right, Twitter. Right. You do it every day now. And there's a hyper examination of somebody like LeBron who does like the spotlight. I'm not gonna say he don't like it. He mm-hmm. likes it. He loves it. By the way, because he was he was forged in that. I mean, he was his whole identity has been forged in it. He's and actually he's used it a, a, a lot to his advantage. And sometimes it's worked against him. I think that's the case for all of us, by the way, right. who stay on social media. Mm-hmm. But because of that, he will always be viewed. More negatively than positively, and think about all the all the superstar, the goats, prior to social media, yeah, and how they're viewed, yep, right, yep, they, how they're viewed. It's 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 very different than the ones who have been in this and had been many in the social media age. And he'll even Brady, like post social media and pre social media, he's viewed differently. Yep, and LeBron James, his entire career is viewed differently. Michael Jordan didn't have to deal with it. Kobe didn't deal with it at all, pretty much either. Um, some part of Kobe's career, but pretty much not in not what the foundation of the perception of Kobe was built on early in his career. It does have an effect. 
whether yep. you like it or not and whether you believe it or not, it has an effect on how you view LeBron James' legacy. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. and I mean, like, honestly, I can go up. I go, I'm 38 years old. I watch Michael Jordan a ton. I was a kid for a lot of it. So my view, my goggles were different. So when I watch Michael Jordan play, I watch Michael Jordan play with youthful enthusiasm, right? Mm-hmm. When I watch LeBron play, I watch it as an adult watching a man play. Yeah. And you go, oh, man, I wanted to, oh, that's not a good pass. I didn't say it about Michael Jordan. Because when I watch Michael Jordan, you're just like, oh, oh, look what he did. Or he takes a shot, you go, oh, Michael should have hit that. Yeah. There's a difference of watching it. And if you, if you put your blinders on in that, and you go, man, I watched four or five Michael Jordan games a year because that was, was on national TV, and I didn't have league pass. There wasn't mm-hmm. those kind of yeah. things back then, and now I can watch thirty-five LeBron games a year. Come on now, like it's yeah. just there, there's just a big, way bigger microscope on it. TV shows and, and, about and it, I get it, and it. I get like if Michael's your guy, that's great. If Michael was in today's era, you would hate Michael Jordan because every year he came and he goes, "I don't want to play here no more. Trade me. I don't want to be here anymore." <laughs> and he beat you up his Jerry teammates. Krause, get rid of that guy, and I hate that guy. He punched one of his teammates he, in the face. A bunch of his teammates. <laughs> like, yeah. y'all, y'all wouldn't like him either because he was a jerk. Because yeah. most successful you guys learned are. about it real time. Yeah. You wouldn't have found about it later. Yeah. No, yeah. and so it's just, I, like, I get it. If you don't like him, that's fine. To say he's not one of the greats means you either know nothing about basketball or you are too hard-headed to allow him in the conversation. But there's no way you're right. So, so you can live with it however you want to. You're just wrong. Yeah. And, not and it's, not a, it's not a debatable subject. I'm not saying he is the GOAT. I'm right. saying he's in the conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, just told, I, I think uh, that the way you stated it, I think it's perfect. And here's the <laughs> other part of it is, got to say he's in the conversation. If you don't acknowledge that, then we don't need to have it. We, no, we I can't mean, look talk. at that game last That's, night. You're where not speaking from a rational point of view. He exactly. did not. He took over that game without taking over the game. Like, there's very few guys that are good enough to pass up shots they don't want to take and then take the ones they do and shoot a high enough percentage that they're able to score the 36 points they need in three quarters and yeah. make it look like he really wasn't that hard to do. Mm. But 36 points ain't easy. And, I mean, it's yeah. easier in today's game than it used to be because it used to be they would have just fouled you the whole time. Well, yeah. here's the thing, yeah. too. But it, LeBron is 6'9", 6'8", 260 pounds. And for anybody to ever say that he couldn't play in the old NBA is crazy. That dude is a strong dude. Yes, the game is totally different. We don't know exactly what it's going to be like the next couple years when other people are playing. But what happens is we can't go back and say, what if he did this? What we got a chance to see him do, he went out and he did it. And we thought that record stood for over 40 years and it got broken. It's almost like when you were just bringing up the numbers about who's next and how can we get there. It was almost like when Ricky Williams broke the rushing title mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden Ron Dane got it. Came and it was just like yeah. anticlimactic because you're like, oh, man, we didn't even get to really enjoy Ricky going and ending up passing the torch to somebody because it was like, man, I hope somebody finally breaks this deal. No, it just doesn't happen like that because times have changed and so has the game. People say, oh, Kareem didn't even play in a three-point error. It doesn't matter. That wasn't his game in the first place. Yeah, he only had one three-pointer in his entire career, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Just, which is unbelievable. That's why his record of, of what I think it's um, 1,882 field goals made, yeah. uh, LeBron James, uh, he won't catch that. I, sorry, he's LeBron James is 1,882 
uh, field goals behind Kareem, yep. all-time field goal record, is yep. what I should have said. So, yeah, he won't catch that because, yeah, Kareem was working down the post a ton, and he didn't worry about the three-point line. And exactly. Yeah, it's a different game. Totally a different, different game, man. Uh, but what I, you know, kind of getting back to the perception of, of LeBron and why I think it's a lot different than you would have viewed uh, Michael Jordan back in the day or any of the other GOATs back in the day. I mean, look at, look at Tiger and what he was before <laughs> kind of the social media yeah. age yeah. and the, the the rise of the sports industrial complex and and then you have different entities and different networks that are just their whole sole purpose is to cover sports and to cover that sport or those different players or whatever um that's something i think that's a, that michael jordan didn't have to deal with as much michael jordan didn't have to deal with the analytical era right now say what you want but that allows us to pick game pick guys games apart and yep. that's something that's relatively new too. So it's just a perception thing that's a lot different than when we, you know, lived in the nostalgic era, I guess, of what you know MJ had to deal with. And I was fortunate enough but, to watch bo- all of it, like Patrick said. I mean, you talked about it the other day. Fifty-one years old, man. F- well, am I fifty-one? You fifty-one? Yeah, yeah, 51. yeah, yeah. Hey, if you don't, you don't know. You are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you don't yeah. know, you are. And I got a chance to watch all of them, and I can rep. I can. Honestly, look at each one of the different players as they've gone about it. And and like you said yesterday, take something from every single one of them. You think about it. Michael was, to your point, wasn't part of the um, social media times, but he did have political views that people didn't agree with either. You know, so there's always well, he voice something. Those, though. But, but he did the one time, and that's when people got on him. Yeah, AMJ yeah. notoriously said, he said you know, yeah. I, "I don't, I don't do that. That's right. not, I'm not. That's really, not who he is." Yeah, and LeBron just decided that no, he wants to be someone who's socially active. So was that, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes, he was. Which why he ch- changed his name in, so, a, in a in a much I would say in a in a time where it is it was much more uh, heavily criticized exactly for a black man a person of color for him to be standing out and for him to be um, you know, being a social activist yep. and an agent of social change. No doubt. It, it's, no doubt. Yeah, and I'm not saying anything against LeBron. It's great that no, LeBron's no, doing no. it now. Exactly. But back when Kareem was doing it, I mean, you talk about, I mean, that was, that that was thre- threats, yeah, threats that was, on his life yeah. as a result. I'm talking about legitimate ones. And not that, you know, LeBron hadn't gotten it either, but uh, we all know we were a different time in our country mm-hmm. at that point. So, yeah, uh, yeah no, I'm, I'm with you. Different legacies. I think everybody's got their own. Um, you know, different qualities uh, specifically about their legacy that stand out. But for LeBron, yeah, I mean, congrats on him becoming the all-time scoring leader, and he's going to just keep adding to it because he's yeah. averaging down to 30 points a game. <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you this, if we're all lucky to be doing this in 25 years, we're having this conversation about whoever's next, and they'll be going, no, y'all, he couldn't play with LeBron. Y'all don't know what you're talking about. LeBron yeah. was a goat, and none of y'all know anything because <laughs> yeah. this new kid couldn't even play in that generation. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's, it's it's, it's going to be that. It's happen. always been that. Yeah. It'll always be yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, because the, 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 MJ, the MJ lovers and that, that group, that demo, um, yeah, they won't be as loud. In 25 years, they yeah. won't. They won't be as adamant. 25 years, it'll be the LeBron lovers because that's what they grew up on. Yeah, yep. no, I mean they when MJ was LeBron, hitting it, it's nothing against either one. It's a generational thing. No, it MJ came is. up. He couldn't. He couldn't have held a, a candle to what the Celtics yeah, were doing, exactly. and then the Celtics couldn't have held a candle uh, to what Will Ma- like, Magic just, and Bird. Yeah, had it's, like, it's always, it's always somebody, and that's the beauty of it. 
Yeah. We all got our guy. And I think ultimately when we start talking about the GOATs, LeBron and MJ, MJ LeBron, sorry, mm-hmm. I don't want to disrespect yeah. uh, the M- you better say MJ right, crowd right. out there. Yeah. I'm an MJ guy, by the way. Yeah. I'm an MJ guy. I think MJ is the GOAT. I think LeBron still can add to his legacy. He ain't done. But I think ultimately it'll end up becoming, like I said, it'll be a preference. Mm-hmm. It'll be like the Tupac and Biggie debate. Yep. Uh, it'll be just a preference. I think we've settled on Tupac and Biggie. Yeah, I think Tupac is the great, the goat. But some people say it's Biggie. Some people even go out there now and say it's Jay Z because right, it's a right. different generation. It's a different generation. It's a different generation. Like, yeah. oh no, it's Hov. And I'm like, nah, and then you got your one group that loves Nas. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm exactly. saying? So there's yeah, different like, people. Tupac never won a Grammy. I'm like, yeah. oh man, that's not the that's not the that's bar not for me. The <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's that's not, not the, the standard. That's not the bar for me. But to each his own. Right. We all got our own criteria exactly. for what it takes to be the goat. That's the beauty of the, the discourse and the debate. So I, I love it. And by the way, who's going to catch LeBron? Anybody got KD's at 26,684 career points. The, the problem James is. James Harden's at 24,000. Yeah, the problem with KD. Luca, Luca's at 8,500. <laughs> the yeah. problem 31. with KD is that he is on like the same timetable as LeBron and behind him. Yeah, so that, that is the problem. So that's not and, happening. And he's, he's often injured. Yes. Yeah. So, you so, know but what I'm like, saying? He, how many more years would he have to play than LeBron? So he has to play how right. many more years LeBron plays? So three, four, five more years. Five more years than LeBron. And then, and no, no, keep, but he has to play that. And then five, six more years after. And then keep so up the pace, too. Is Durant going to be in the league in 10 years? No. 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 So that's. We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> he does not, not the way the trajectory is going no, right no. now. It's but just, he no. will, I mean, he will be an all time elite scorer as oh, well. Of course. And he's up there. If you look at points per game, Durant's up there as well. Uh, Steph Curry's got no shot because he's he's, he's he's aging really well, yeah. but still, he's not going to play that much longer than LeBron either. And think about it. No, he's, 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 these guys he's are missing time. And these he, guys and are missed, missing a lot he, of time. Even early in his career, he missed a lot of time due to injury early yeah, in his yeah, career, which yeah. set yes. him back. Yes. And that's their deal. He's he a smaller be, guy that he's always kind of like one or two injuries away. And he keeps really good care of his body now, but because of the injuries he's had in his past – it's always like, hey man, there's something that could happen, especially to his ankles, that it could it could go downhill very quickly. Yeah, James Harden's Hopefully out of it. No, if James, James Harden, you can't get yeah. no shot. So well, because yeah, I mean, he don't ever want to play. That's yeah. the other part. You got to want to be out there. And this dude has been able to take care of his body at this level. He mm-hmm. spends a million dollars a year on a his body to make it. sure that he can come out and perform at this level. That's the other part of it. Guys aren't that serious about it. I mean, yeah, when you're making that much money, you should be able to spend like a million on it, right? I yeah, agree. Sure. But how many people actually no, you're right. do they it? Don't. They, they don't. They don't do it. They spend a million dollars working against their body, exactly. probably with alcohol and drugs. Exactly. <laughs> like, they turn it up more than anything. <laughs> yeah. He's so. drinking wine on the bench. You he know is. what I'm saying? He's, no, he's kind of getting. He's not TB12 crazy, no. but it, it's been well documented that LeBron James is pretty obsessed yes. with taking care of his body, and this is why he's got that longevity and he's. Aging like a fine wine. You're talking about 38 years old, and he's scoring almost 30 points per game. So, yeah. uh, and, and here's, I'll just throw these out there before we go to break because we want to get some other NBA news notes and nuggets, and we will because uh, there's, there's a, a lot life, that's coming up. Yeah, there's yeah. a lifetime long run that's in a dunk competition. That's a cool story. Ooh. Kyrie Irving speaking out for the first time since the trade. Uh, but trade just, deadline in 24 hours. Trade deadline in 24 hours. So yeah, yep. that's, the NBA is just taking over now. This is like prime time for the NBA. Uh, we got obviously. Lots of Super Bowl to discuss. Oh, yeah. But here's a couple of stats about LeBron. Just kind of put a bow on this discussion about how great he is. Because you're right, Arsett. He's, he's hated on so much. Ugh. And he's shattered almost every negative narrative about him. 
Um, but I'm sure there are still some out there. I'm not saying that you, you can't be a LeBron hater, please. I mean, I think that's he, – he, he, he gives you a lot of material. <laughs> yeah. To be a LeBron James hater, um, but he's the he, so he's the fifth highest. If you look at it, average. Uh, if you're talking about average points per game, um, he's fifth highest in career average points per game, um, and he's well within striking distance of being top three. Right, and he may, which means he very well may end his career as top three. Um, he's he has got a better two point field goal percentage than MJ RKD. Who are you know two of the best at you know kind of the short range game, the mid range game? He's ninth all time in threes, so the man can hit some threes too. In which he was never a three point shooter. Exactly. Yep. Getting to your point about he does everything well. Fourth yep. all time in assists, so he can do that if he if he needs to. And I remember when everybody the big you know kind of arguing point against LeBron was that he wasn't clutch, and he's pretty much shared, shattered that narrative. People don't bring that up as much because he's got the most clutch time points uh, since they started keeping track in the NBA. Um, and him and Kobe are the only players over two thousand points, by the way, of clutch time points since they started keeping track in like the early mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, second most. Game winners are go-ahead field goals in the fourth quarter overtime. Um, he's behind Kobe. <laughs> Kobe's got 88. He's got 80. Yeah. And five game-winning buzzer beaters, um, which are – and I believe that's in the playoffs the most in NBA history. Yeah. So he's but, – But he's not good. Well, you, no, know that, that, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, he yeah, doesn't do everything. He's not able to be in there. He's – man. Look at me. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> wasting my energy on these people, man. Yeah, no, no, no. But that's why I love LeBron. LeBron is great for debate because he gives you, like I say, a lot of material to dislike him. But that's most of that's off the court stuff. Yeah, the only thing you can really criticize on the court is maybe you should have won more titles. Right. Okay. But I, I'll give you that. He should. I'll give you that. I, I, he should have won more. He yeah. should have more titles. Because he's been to 11 finals. You know man, what I'm saying? He should have more. Because nobody no, does that. Man, go look at those rosters One from those Cleveland teams when he was there the first time. Oh, I know. You go can't do look. that. You can't uh, you can. do that. No, Patrick, because you, people don't want facts. You can look at their <laughs> rosters. People don't want and facts. Wow. There are some bad rosters. Yeah. No, oh, no, no. But, and he went up against almost like basically two dynastic runs of Golden State and San Antonio. Oh, yeah. And that's the deal. That, he would have that know, 2016 or 2017 uh, LeBron team should have won the title. Well, wait a minute, but Hold that up. was because he went up against Durant and yeah, and, and that Golden State team. And like that team was so good, and they should have won the title. They just went up against a juggernaut that no one was going to beat. Yep, it's so funny to me because you know people always want to talk about Mike was six of six when he got to the finals and all that great stuff. That's great. That is outstanding. I'm a big Jordan fan, but the funny Jordan. thing about it is, he got his head kicked in before he could get to that point. He got beat a lot by the Celtics, by Detroit. There were times that he couldn't get out of it. And then he finally got over the hump to get there because he started doing more. He started putting the work in. He started lifting more. He knew he had to get stronger because he had to carry that team until, guess what, Scottie Pippen showed up. Then you bring in Dennis Rodman. Then you bring in all these other great players to be with him. Ku coach. Ku coach coming in that they didn't want. They didn't want Ku coach, but he came to be a major part of the success that they had. But nobody wants to talk about that at all. All they want to point out is them six rings, which, whoo, I love them. Those great six rings. A lot of rings man. But the other part about it is he had help. He had help without it. 
Yeah, with well, it. You got to yeah. have it. You yeah. got to have the help. Um, all right, now we'll get back to that discussion. We know there's a lot of NBA uh, discussion out there. Trade deadline, uh, fast approaching. Kyrie Irving uh, speaking out for the first time. He feels he wants to be respected and appreciated Yeah, with the Mavs. That's what he said. That's what he needs to do. He said he, want, he, yeah. he, does, he just doesn't want to be tolerated. He well, wants to be appreciated. I like that. All right, so Mavs, y'all like got to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. Uh, but also, we got to hit NFL news, notes, and nuggets. There are a ton of those out there. Derek Carr giving permission to visit with the Saints. Uh, the Pro Bowl ratings are out. Eric Bieniemy. Maybe taking my advice. I hope he is. Oh, I pray this is actually happening. And we'll talk about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And reportedly, they are miles apart. A Grand Canyon-sized gap between he and the organization. Hope that is not the case. We'll talk about all that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put on the horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when my man Patrick takes songs from a particular soundtrack. Uh, he plays selections from that soundtrack for us for midweek movie music. And we're supposed to gather clues and hints that should lead us to what the featured movie is for midweek movie music. A little reggae, huh? All right. Reggae. We don't get enough reggae on the show. Let's say that. We don't get enough reggae on the show. We don't do that. We should get more reggae on the show. <laughs> we should get more yeah. reggae. Is, just, this, is this cool running? And more. Nope. All right. More, oh, that's good. That's a great guess. Good guess. I, that's good. Try on one, but no, yeah. no. Great job, Horace. That was really good guess. Um, more and more Tejano. Yeah, shout out. That's more Tejano. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to throw out the Ray game. Shout out to the Tejano. You got to get it all in there. Hey, That's man, right. you know what I mean? Well, hey, Patrick's a very man of eclectic taste. He's very much so. So, you know what I mean? He does a great job for us. All right, so that's the first selection with a little reggae for us. We'll see what – if it's reggae for the second selection, then we know what mindset to get yeah, in. But something yeah. tells me Patrick ain't going to make it that easy. He never does. No, he's going to try to trick us, he, as he always does. Yes. He, yeah. he, he tries to go throw us off. He gives us something. But. He assumes we're more clever than we are, and I appreciate that. Hey, Hard just been getting him at one every week. Uh, yes, that's sure. why I thought I was close. Hard is on a streak the last two weeks. That streak got, I mean, broken. you got it in two last week by oh, yourself, that's Rod. <laughs> that's true, he did. No, he's been really good. He's been yeah. really good. You're right. Hard has been hot lately. I'll give you that. He was The first one is at the house, though. Yeah. Oh, high yeah, he still, he still like got that, me on probation like on that said, one. Like the Astros. <laughs> First tile is uh, highly questionable. They gave me a buzzer. They gave me a buzzer when I went he, up to the he plate. Did, he did confirm his prowess <laughs> in, with the second one. Yeah. He got it back to back. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, some of these NFL stories because uh, there are a few, and we won't get to all of them here. We'll uh, kind of um, revamp the NFL news notes and nuggets in uh, 6 o'clock. But I love this. How about this, man? Eric Bieniemy and Hard. Yeah. This has brought me to a suggestion you had that I thought mm-hmm. was a brilliant one, but uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, but it was reported that Eric Bieniemy is a prime candidate for the Baltimore offensive coordinator job and the Washington offensive coordinator job. Adam Schefter uh, is reporting that, and Shifty Shefty is pretty damn reliable. Yep. I'm upset I don't see the Texans on here. Like you suggested, Harge. Weeks ago. Yep. Why aren't the Texans on this list? I don't know. At least an interview. At least an interview? At least an interview. Because no. we still, you still need to figure out if Kyle Shanahan's going to let Slowick even go. That's true because there's reports you got from, a backup plan. There's reports from San Fran that he could upgrade him to actual so, OC. So if that yeah. happens and you're not even going to interview the enemy? Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things that 
I, I well, you you've kind of put me on that that mindset for a while mm. now, Rod. About he's, he can't get out from under Andy Reid's yeah, he's got to moniker, right? He's so everybody believes that Andy Reid is the play caller, even though he tells everybody, "I am not the one calling the plays. This is all Eric Bieniemy." Um, so for me, I think the best opportunity for him was to get out and go somewhere else. Well, you get a better opportunity by going to to me to uh Houston. But now that you put now that you put the um Ravens into this conversation, I think this is important too because now you get a, if if they can figure out cuz I know we're going to talk about we this will. what they're going to do with Lamar Jackson and you have a top-notch quarterback, you're leaving one in Patrick Mahomes and now you get a chance to go to another MVP and kind of resurrect his career so to speak in Lamar Jackson. I'm down with that. Yeah, I've always said he's in. He's basically in the friend zone for uh, coaches. Yep. He he's never gonna really get that shot unless he leaves the comfort zone of Andy Reid. It's unfair, but hey, life's unfair. Teaching your kids that life is fair, you're doing them a disservice. Uh, he's got to go prove himself elsewhere. So, which one of these jobs? I mean, it's easy, right? The Ravens is the more attractive job, unless. They don't have Lamar Jackson. I think the Ravens is not the most attractive job. Really? You think Washington is? Because I think the chance of regression in Baltimore is real. That if you try and Mm. make Lamar Jackson something he is not, and you go in there and you go, hey, man, all right, we're not going to run the ball as much. We're not going to do that. Also, we're going to, you know, Huntley's going to have to play part of the season because Jackson's going to get hurt. Then we don't have the wide receivers. We don't have. You know, what part of the reason they might want to look at me is because I did this season with no wide receivers. And everything revolves around you making it work with Lamar Jackson and them keeping Lamar Jackson, which are both big ifs. Whereas you can go to Washington, pick out your next quarterback pretty much, try and go figure out who your next quarterback's going to be, and go from there where I think you get a little bit more leeway to have a two- or three-year plan. Now, you can go, if you're trying to do a one-year, a one-year reclamation walk away, mm-hmm. It's Baltimore. Yeah, my assumption is you get to inherit an MVP quarterback, but obviously that right now, we'll get into that in a second, that's not guaranteed because there is still a lot of distance in between uh, Lamar Jackson, what he wants, and what the the uh, the organization is willing to give him in these contract negotiations. So, but I, I agree with you, Patrick. If the assumption is that Eric Bieniemy is going to come in there and change a ton, rather than transition the offense and build it around Lamar Jackson's skill set, that's what I assume he's going to do. Well, I mean, look at Greg Roman. Yeah, like he he made Lamar Jackson an MVP. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to touch him with a ten foot pole. Uh, well, Greg Roman's got a specific type of an I, offense. I get that, though. but that's yeah. what I'm saying is I think that there is something to be said of. Hey, man, if you make Lamar Jackson work, it still is somewhat pigeonholed into, oh, you're good with a mobile quarterback. That's Lamar. But that's, that's what he... if the offense is the same. Yeah. I, I do think he can take elements from the offense um, you know, that he's in right now or that he previously had and then just transition that to be more of a pass-friendly type of offense. That's, that's, the, that's the challenge for him. I mean, yeah. that would be the challenge. If he doesn't do it, then he'll, you know, he'll be back as an offensive coordinator or an assistant somewhere else. Um, but I think Eric Bieniemy at this point understands the assignment, which is Lamar Jackson is one of the most dynamic players in the league. You just have to turn him into a more dynamic passer. If the Eagles can do it with Jalen Hurts, you can do it <laughs> with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was a good passer yeah. in college. He yeah. played for Bobby Petrino. Which is a they pro were style playing, offense. They did good things. He won yeah. a Heisman Trophy. 
Let's quit trying to pigeonhole and give people these thoughts that a person can only do certain things. I think Greg Roman was the one who changed everything for him. Greg Roman was looking at him and said, man, this dude is electric with the ball in his hands. Why not let him run some? Let's draw up some plays. We talked about it before when he did it with Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick was a big-time thrower at Nevada. He could throw the football. He was drafted as a pitcher by the Cubs. Dude got a cannon. But the thing about it is if I got a quarterback that can change the game with his legs, why not let him do that? Because everybody wants Mm -hmm. to sit back and drop back and – you know, we're going to be critical of this, going to be critical of that. Sometimes people just go out there and just ball, and that is exactly what happens. Patrick Mahomes, everybody talks about Patrick Mahomes and his footwork, how terrible his footwork is. But you know what he does? He extends plays, and he's got a Hall of Fame tight end that he gets the ball to. He moves around in the pocket, and he can extend it, and he makes the big play. Sometimes he'll run out there and extend the play by getting the first down and coming back for the next one. But there's nothing that you would really want to go out there and teach about Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, no, a lot of that <laughs> is just natural instincts. Yes. Even some of the ways he throws the ball, the throwing arm angles. Yeah, and the no off, look the and all that. platform throws, yeah. that's stuff you would coach against back in the day. But Andy Reid says, you know what, for – you know, for most quarterbacks, th- those are bad decisions, bad tendencies. But for this specific quarterback, yes, no, it's He's not different. the bad decision. He's <laughs> built different, yeah. and it's. I've, I've heard them say this about you know in, in the NBA about guys like you know Dame Lillard. Right? It's like that's a bad shot. Until for he makes most it. <laughs> NBA players, for ninety five percent NBA players, that's a bad shot for Dame Lillard. It's actually not a bad shot. Yeah, he picked up a ball the him. other day. He's a freak. Two steps over the half-court line looking for somebody to pass. Nobody was open. He pulled up and drained it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I'm like, That's what? a bad shot for most NBA <laughs> exactly. players. Exactly. Not for that dude. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, but I, I cannot wait to see who Eric Bieniemy chooses. I hope he leaves Kansas City. And I know people say, that's, that's crazy. Why would you question, say that? Right? He's got to leave Kansas City. You got to leave. Unless he doesn't want to be a head coach. If he doesn't want to be head coach, stay in Kansas City. Yep. Just stay in Kansas City. Collect them rings. And you you know you got job security there. You're gonna work yep. with two of the goats, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But if you want to be a head coach, Eric Bieniemy, you gotta get the hell away from Andy yeah. Reid because right now everybody thinks that's Andy Reid's offense, and you are contributing nothing. Right. So you gotta go elsewhere and let the world know whether that be Washington, like Patrick suggests, or whether that be you know Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, or whether that be hell. Man, I wish the Texans would. I wish I, the Texans would reach out us, to him. All of us agree, Houston is where we want him. Yeah. I would love you him get, in now. H-Town. When I say you get to pick your quarterback, there, like you really yeah. gotta sit and pick, and you go, I get this oh. CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, and I get kind of go through. Pick and weapons work with, too. Yep, you got weapons. You got draft picks yep. for the next yeah. two years. You got oh. yeah. Plus, you've already got a running back there. Yes, yeah. you got you got the pieces there. You have the pieces. You're yeah. going to get even more. You were talking about it the other day. Michi's going to be coming back. Yeah. yeah. He's coming back, you know, and you don't know if which uh, Crooks or Brooke, what's his name? Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Brandon you don't oh, know yeah, if, he, which one is going to be there. No, he needs to be gone. Yeah. You need to start over. But with you the can go and get somebody else to come in and fill that void as well. So I'm with you. I just, I really wish they would uh, reach out to him because I think he could be a huge piece of the success there. But I also look at him and say, okay, if you can go to Baltimore and you get yourself a quarterback, because the quarterback right now, and it looks like um, Ron Rivera has said that Sam Howell is going to be probably QB1 coming into the season, okay, which is shocking to me because Taylor Heineke has done a great job for them, Mm -hmm. and you went out and got Carson Wentz. So now what are you going to be doing? Because now you're basically starting over, so to speak. 
there's a report from ESPN uh, that the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, since we're on this discussion, uh, that they are um, one upwards of one hundred million dollars uh, gap between <laughs> the two sides in the negotiations for a contract extension. So I don't know. I don't know if that means. They're lowballing Lamar Jackson that to that much, or Lamar Jackson has such an inflated sense of his value that he is over, you know, whatever the Baltimore Ravens are offering. He's that far over. So I don't know. Maybe both sides are being, um, you know, maybe both sides are being a little extreme in these negotiations, and that's why you have such a wide gap. Possibly that's hundred million dollars. I cannot believe that fact that that say number would be true. That is too big of a number. It's got to be guaranteed money, right? Yeah. So they're saying here's two hundred fifty million dollars. We want to guarantee a hundred million of it, or like a hundred twenty. And he's like, no, no, I want this much guarantee. It's got to be that, fully, right? I think he wants a fully. Guaranteed yeah, I, deal. that's what I'm saying. It has to be within guaranteed money, right? Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Yes, yeah, but, but still, that's the money they say what matters in the NFL it, because it, it the rest of it is phony money. It's fake money. Right, it's right. faux money. Yeah, it's a fugazi, a fugazi. Yeah, you so want that guaranteed money? That's yeah, what you're looking for. So yeah. I, yeah, I think you're right, Patrick. I think it is guaranteed money, but for for Lamar Jackson, <clears> he's like, that's my money. The yeah, guaranteed so money saying, is the money I care about. So if it's five years, two hundred fifty million, that's fifty million a year, which means they're guaranteeing three years and not guaranteeing the last two. It's a hundred million dollar difference. Yeah, but he wants to because I think he wants the full. Yeah, contract no, and I guarantee. get that. I'm just saying, like, yeah. that's an easy math way of saying we'll guarantee you three years. Yeah, uh, there three years of it, and then we have an out after three. And then he's like, "Well, no, but I don't want to be under contract with no guaranteed money for two years." Mm-hmm. And that seems more like, and that's and that's a hundred million dollars. Yep, and his. <clears throat> It's him and his mother negotiating yeah. this deal. I'm, I, I, I truly hope that he does have yeah. some outside influence that I'm is sure helping him. Some sure some some lawyer that yeah. is over overseeing these contracts. But I was looking at one of the notes, and it said in the fall the Ravens offered uh, Jackson a two hundred and fifty million dollar extension. The, that suggests that the possible one hundred million dollar gap is between the two sides that is really talking about what Patrick is saying the guarantee part of it, how it's going to balance out, and if they are going to do that. That means that he is looking at $350 million contract. And there's so many things that we could go back and forth about. Franchise quarterbacks, number one, they're they're not easy to find, Mm -hmm. and you have one. So why would you let an MVP walk like that? That is all part of your success. And then you also have the players – in that locker room that are looking at this as well because they know what Lamar brings to them and increases their chances of getting into the playoffs, possibly playing for a Super Bowl. What uh, Mark Adams said, hell, I'll give him some of my money if we can get him signed. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So people understand what his value is to this team, but it always comes down to the front office trying to make this decision about can we count on him going back to what you said about the injuries, Patrick? Yeah. They're yeah. looking at that as well. Yeah, he's a dual-threat quarterback, so there's always some danger there. Uh, all right, uh, we're up against it. Let's come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side. We'll talk more NFL news, notes, and nuggets in the 6 o'clock right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement.
Wild Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. Patrick plays songs from a soundtrack for us. We're supposed to gather clues and hints from those selections that he plays for us. And based on those songs, we should be um, we should be led to some type of um, some type of guess. As to what the feature of midweek movie music is. And I can see the wheels turning for hard right now. I think you got a guess in your uh, head. I, I, well, it's obviously not Cool Runnings. <laughs> that cool was Runnings out of there. Really, that was a really good guess. There's two reggae songs in a row, so we know, know. that's a big theme in whatever the movie is. What, what, what's up? No, it's not mm. Rwanda with... Uh, Don Cheadle, right. oh, Hotel, Hotel Rwanda? Rwanda. Yeah, yeah, it is not. Dang Hotel Rwanda. 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 I was like, 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 like I was about to say Rwanda. I, I like, you met. You said data Rwanda. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, that's why I said you got mixed up. It was Quimby. Um, but yeah, okay. I yeah, I'm just. I got. I got to let that marinate for a while. That basically. So should, will we have it by? Movie. Will we have it in the next yeah. hour? Okay, oh, maybe. Okay, hopefully. All right. No, I think he's being pretty obvious. I mean, two reggae songs in a row. That should lead you to it. I mean, but right now, we seem pretty lost. All right. Uh, so let's get to FLX, <laughs> FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. There is a showcase recap for the Texas Football Showcase. Uh, my man, Anthony Williams, mm-hmm. had the showcase over the weekend for all of the, you know, the underclass, the unsigned seniors, underclassmen, JUCO transfers. So there's a recap of that up on the website. You also have your uh, your schedules for the college, sorry the high school basketball schedules for women and men and different classifications. You can go check that out as well at flxatx.com. And there's also the basketball power rankings for the best teams in the area. Go check that out, flxatx.com. All right, we come back. We got lots of Longhorn football discussion to get into. Combine invites announced, Savion Red switching positions, mock drafts, and where they have Bijan Robinson returning production. Uh, lots of stuff. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.